Wildcard. How are you? I am doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm all right. Can't complain. Yeah. Can complain. You can. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, it's the last show, so you got to be happy about that. <laughs> there are silver linings. That's right. You don't have to put up with us anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm just happy that you are doing what you love to doing. Uh, and you know, you're, you're out there, you're making music and you're having fun, you know? Um, well, I don't know about know? the having fun part. Come on. You're putting out new <laughs> songs, man. That that's, that's fun. It's there's, there's all that stuff. There's all that other stuff though. That's not real fun. Like, uh, you know, the, the mundane processes of, you know, getting your, your music on you know the digital platforms and such like it's yeah. a rigmarole like i spent for example was it friday i spent an hour trying to upload a song to cd baby and why wow. because the website just wasn't having it. it took me i think five or six different tries and we'd already tried it the night before i realized that the bit rate was wrong in these two particular songs and oh, man. So I had to convert them. Not a big deal. You can do it with iTunes. It's, it's that's actually CD babies. Like just do it in iTunes. Okay. You know, so I get them, I convert them. One uploads fine. The second one though, not having it. And there's nothing the tracks up to their standards. And so I just got the deal. I just have to sit there and keep trying until I'm thoroughly frustrated, have wasted half my day. And you know, so that's <laughs> like, that's what it's like. It's not all peaches and cream. Right. <laughs> but it did finally upload. Because they're, well, they're running a good deal right now on getting your stuff out there. So I use them because they're just <clears throat> easy to use. Sure. been trying to find this thing on my computer for the last couple of days. And I'm starting to think that maybe... It was never really a thing, or I got Mandela. I got Mandela'd. I'm sure okay. you're familiar, familiar with the Mandela effect. So yeah, where you think something is the way it is when it's really not. Yeah, happens to me a lot. That kind of stuff where I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it was this way, like for my whole life, but now it's not, and it apparently never was. So I'm trying to find this track. I don't know where the hell it is. You sure you wrote it? Is that what yeah. you're wondering? Like, did I even write this? Was it a dream? Yeah, was it a dream? Right. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be awesome if it was? A, you're just going to wake up. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you realize I'm not quitting heavy metal horror. I want to be here with these guys. <laughs> I love this job. <laughs> no, man, it's, I hope you do find it. It's a weird feeling because you, if you, you lost something yeah. like that, it's like, <laughs> yes. no, I get it, man. It wasn't really like super important, but now I'm like, well, fuck. Right now, it's gonna. It really, wasn't. It, it's bothering me. You're gonna obsess about it until you yes. find out the answer one way or another. I just don't know where the fuck it is. Unless it's on a, it might be on a like a like a hard disk that's somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But I was positive it was on here. I think I've got most of my music stuff on here. It was a song. And I was like, ah, oh, this would be a cool song to submit to, to a, a band I know. Like, mm -hmm. They might want it. And I, that would be cool to have you know, like, contributed. 
Man, I can't fucking find the thing. I found it like in the last year, I swear, because I'm pretty sure I messaged the guy and was like, hey, I wrote this song. And then I just lo- I lost it again. Now I don't know where the hell it is, what it's under. So many different files. Yeah. Computers are a nightmare. You know, you start uh, needing to buy uh, external hard drives for redundancy and, and right. start storing stuff. I have one, two, three, four, five, I think 10 external drives. Um, right. Varying in size from 500 megabytes to uh, 12 terabytes. Um, and that's, I just have redundancy, redundancies and redundancies, you know, but it's right. in this like, okay, where the fuck did I put this stuff? You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. So right. I bought like, I got like one drive. I call it like, I got one or two things that are like my mega drive where I just like, right. this is a backup of everything. And so right. if I need to find it, I know it's on one of these giant drives, you know? Yeah. Yep. That's uh, I've been trying to do that stuff. I actually have two drives in this computer and one of them is like a terabyte or two terabytes or something. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, you know, it's an old HDD and I don't back the computer up to it. Like I'm supposed to, (laughs) it's it's really, it's like mostly free. And my, my operating system is on a solid state drive. So it's real fast, but it's only like 256 gigs or something. That's all. It's all you need for an OS. And it's like, but I'm, I save stuff to it like an idiot. Like I'm not saving yes. it to the other. And it's so right. it's starting to get yeah. a little full. You got to get it down. off of there. Yeah. Well, when my computer is a custom built, a friend of mine built it for me and it's got slots for six hard drives in it. Yeah. So, and I've got like three drives in there. One went wonky. So I got, I can put three more in there. And right. then I have, then I have like 10 external drives, you know, so that's like, if it comes yeah. uh and I just went on eBay or uh, Amazon uh, and I don't know how valid this is, but I just got a hundred terabyte thumb drives for like 30 bucks. So we'll see if any, I know. Wow. I know. It's like, that sounds ah. almost too good to be true. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I'm going to check them. If it's, they're not all terabytes that I'm sending them right back. But, um, right. I'm like, come on. If that's the case, if that's is really real, like real terabyte, then fuck. <laughs> but I'm not going to like use that and put important stuff on. It'll be stuff like, Hey, I want to read some comic books. I'm gonna load a bunch of comic books on here to like right. take with me. And if it like completely like fucks up and doesn't like read anything, then I've got 99 more to try. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, it was 20. I'm sorry, it's 20 drives for like $35. But still. Yeah, that's still a really good deal. I know. A, I know. Like, terabyte? On, yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, eh, I'm not really sure this is real. So I'm I'm <laughs> what was gonna, the company. What was the company name? I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know if you're reading it right in front yeah. of you. Yeah, no, I I just ordered it. Like now, it's going to be here tomorrow. Um, no, it's not like one of the ones that I normally have, like Sand Sandisk and and uh, you know the other more reputable one, reputable ones, right? Because you can get a terabyte drive, but they're like you know about 140 bucks, and that's why I thought, eh, we'll see, we'll right. see how real this is. But with a 30 day money back guarantee, so you can send it back. Like I got nothing to lose, really. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, that would be cool if that works out. Though. Yeah, I mean, if it, if and if they are all damn. legit terabyte drives, you know, swing by sometime. I'll, I'll give you a couple. Right. <laughs> right. You know, you, here's a backup. But I would really, I would really, would not want you to like backup important stuff as like this. Yeah, is exactly. Means, exactly. Know, if you're gonna do that, I would just buy a, a you know an, a Western Digital um, or you know plug and play. Uh, right. I think drives. I have. Uh, what's the? I have. I have one in uh i think it's a two terabyte and i think it's like a, a seagate or something yeah and yeah it, those are those are great 
it's going to work well enough. Yeah. I mean, and they're big and they're, you know, they're desktop. That's why I've got, I've got it on my desk right now. Actually, I had to put, put, um, you can't see it now. I can move the camera. See, this is my okay, mega, yeah. mega drive. So this is like, just, this is one that's just for comic books. So, <laughs> there you go. You know? Yeah. Cause uh, you know, I got to have a place for my comic books. And then I have drives just for Marvel and drives just for DC drives for others. But this one, it has everything in right. one spot. Well, yeah. so it's a nice, a nice way to do that. Yeah. It's good. Uh, good collection. Yeah. You know, the, the, the master tome. Yeah. I, I, I just love getting, going to the free store and getting comic books. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple sites online where you can just read them for free if you want. You know, if you don't want to download them and stuff like that. But I used right. to have a pretty mammoth collection. I used to have about, oh, probably nine, eight, eight or 9,000 books at one time, you wow. know, like 30 long boxes. Right. And then I just ended up selling a bunch because um, I had read them and, I, you know, they were just getting out of hand. And then once I got into the digital stuff, like, realized, I accidentally came across, like, through torrents, like, oh, wait a minute. Amazing Spider-Man 1 to 440. That sounds like it's the comic book. <laughs> like right, yeah. I found it wasn't. It's just a simple reader you can get for free, like C display. I'm like, oh my God, what else is out there? And then that just changed the game. And like maybe the last, I don't know, 3,000 comic books I just donated um, to the nonprofit I was in at the time, the uh, Lyria yeah. Comic Book Initiative. We promoted literacy and creativity by teaching kids how to make their own comic books. Yeah. And part of our mission was to get comic books in the kids' hands. So we would go into schools and just give away comic books. And so that's where my 3000 of my books went, you know, right. kids were just like taking them, you know, which was cool They, you know, have these other kids, you know, loving these books. I had read them all. So I'm like, and I have them all digitally now. So it's like, yeah, I, I, in, in the size of a small book, I've got, you know, a hundred thousand comic books, you know? So right. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good. I don't, I'm all right. right. Yeah. No, it definitely saves you on the on the clutter. I'm not like a super avid comic guy. I I tend to you know, Jim Starlin stuff and yeah, I know you like your uh, Avengers, the Cos your Infinity yeah, War, the, the cosmic. I'm yeah, I'm really big into Thanos and and uh, you know like the Infinity storyline is, mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that's where I'm at. But you know, there's other ones I, I got I haphazardly got into. You know, Ollie's used to have like a they used to have a really good graphic novel section and you know you're getting them at like a quarter of the price you walk in there and buy a book for that's like labeled 25 bucks and it's only seven bucks so i got into a bunch of them through that but it's like i'm already out of space you know yeah. with the, I, I as a kid i didn't have a, a huge collection uh you know but i still have a bunch of those those books and those mm -hmm. mags rather and and uh but i like the i like the trade paperbacks and the omnis because they fit on there they sit on a shelf you know they're yeah the, and if That's, you're if you're the casual reader who just likes you like certain stories, those are fantastic buys too. Because, right. Because you know you're going to go back to it and probably reread it. Right. Um, you know, and and since I'm not like collecting uh, anymore, it doesn't. You know, there's no point in having physical comic books. Right. You know? And and it's just the space and and moving them. But then, you know, it just becomes. I do I do miss that the idea of like hunting out comic books. Right. But. but you know, some of the sites I go on to are just about comic books and I'm still finding things that I hadn't seen before. A lot of golden age and silver age stuff that from other publishers, you know, yeah. and, and just these collections and, and the passion that, that fans have, like someone put together like 
here's every chronological appearance of Green Lantern from the Golden Age into like the 1986 or something. You right. know, it's like, or a 20-year run of Superman uh, and all the Superman titles and all the secondary and tertiary titles that he appeared in. So you have all the story arcs. You right. know, that just takes passion. And um, yeah. I, I benefit from that passion. It's like, yeah, now I got 20 years of Superman. If I just want to sit down and read Superman, I can just, right. go, I just go to town, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's how I hunt. I get that hunting, like I download what's weak, you know, what's the new stuff. But then I like look for things like, hmm, uh, what, what, what if I tur- turn in this search term? What do I get? You know? Um, right. So because now that's, that's cool. Yeah. And anymore now, because a lot of these like Marvel and DC are both doing these like big story arcs that are mm-hmm. t- comprising six months a year in multiple titles. Uh or they had those big runs like DC had the new 52 and then they had mm-hmm. something else. People compile those like new 52 right. only ran of like a couple of years. Um, and so people compiled those, like here's the new 52 in the reading order. Like, so you get all the stories. I'm like, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I would, I would never have done that or not. I would never have had right. the money to buy those books. Right. Uh, That's, yeah. Expensive. They are, they are, especially like if you buy Omnis, I've been fortunate to, you know, find some decent prices on them, but like new, I'm not buying, I might buy the miracle man Omni new because yeah. it's, it's literally like the same. I only want, they had, they, they made the graphic books. They broke them into like three volumes. Mm-hmm. and the third volume is out of print and it's a hundred dollars well i'll just buy oh. all of them and everything in between that i don't have because there's yeah. other miracle man books that aren't part of that storyline mm-hmm. in the omni for 90 bucks well then i'm just going to do that because i do you know if i like the storyline I'll, I'll buy the book sure. right um is this the new miracle man or are we talking about the miracle man that was around in the late 60s early 70s so i think that it come i think what happened it's, was marvel it wasn't like the it wasn't marvel us it was another it was like a, a off. It was Marvel, but it was not based out of the U.S. I think is what I way I interpreted it. Not the six, so they include like stories from the sixties and seventies. They'll talk about like Young Marvel Man and and whatever and all these okay. characters that exist in that world. But like I, I think this was like a seventies or an eighties run, and it's like it's it's actually kind of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Graphic for a Marvel book. Yeah, well, it like, started off with DC. Miracle Man was a, a comic book because Jack Kirby did the artwork. Okay. Um, and so, then, yeah. It, and it, then, so that's how it started. Then I went to like Mar- Malibu Comics, I think, it took it over because the character went defunct. And I think Malibu or Dynamite picked up. And that's when Alan Moore started writing it. The guy, same okay. guy who did, who did Watchmen. Yeah, right. He started writing Miracle Man. And then he found a, he and a couple of the writers got together and found some books that were back from the 1940s called America's Best Comics with like Tom Strong and all these, all these other 40s and 50s books that these yeah. characters had were just in public domain, just languishing. And then they started kind of revising them and kind of turning it, bringing them back into a modern sensibilities. Yeah. So th- I think Miracle Man now has been got back into, um, yeah, a, it's a lexicon, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not, a, it's not, it's certainly not a, uh, what's the word i'm looking for shit I, i'm fuzzy today it was a, it was, Sorry, it, was a, it was a it was a long night last night uh <laughs> um ah oh shit i don't know it, fuck i don't know i don't know where i was going with that one it's completely a, derailed but about miracle man not being part of the rule of the continuity is that what you were thinking yeah it's okay that's yeah it's not a modern book like it's not but it, it I, I think it's from like the seventies or the eighties. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's, it's like way like 
grittier than the original run. Yeah, like it's, yes. it's the storyline's fantastic so yeah. far. I'm really drawn into it, and it's like I yeah. said, I want to get that third book so I know what happens. And then it's like, well, you can't get it for you know hundred bucks, or you can just buy all of them and everything in between for ninety. Sure. And it's like, all right, I'll do that. I'm thinking about doing the same thing with the onslaught storyline because right now I've got book one, volume one and two, and volumes one and two don't have. I don't know that I necessarily need a couple additional issues here and there, but you know, whatever I can get the Omni for 75 bucks or I can shell yeah. out another like 35 for volume three. And it's like, well, I could, you know, just pay the 75 and get rid of the two books that I have and mm-hmm. save space and all that stuff. Sure. But that's, what's cool about the infinity storyline is that when the movie dropped, you know, they started printing the trade paper pack, trade paperback infinity gauntlet with the, the full continuity. Mm-hmm where you start and where you end um so i i took a picture of that because i ended up getting you know the infinity gauntlet omni and i gave the trade paper back to my dad but i took a picture of it so that i could keep track of the books that i needed mm-hmm. and where to go after i read them so i i've read what they've dubbed the thanos wars which is kind of when thanos first appears on the scene all the stuff involving him mm-hmm. uh you know captain marvel storylines in there so yep. death of captain marvel's in there mm-hmm. basically it was just a jim starlin's cosmic because the whole jim yeah. starlin warlock runs in there right but you know was, Thanos was good for he, quite a bit yeah he brought that that whole cosmic spectacle to marvel in a way that hadn't been done like i mean fantastic four did that because they that's where the where you first see the 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 Kree and the scroll mm-hmm. are in fantastic four really right. early on you see the, the super scrolls right so there was a there was a sense like we know these aliens are out there but starlin right. kind of brings in this big spectacle um right i was reading that yeah. he you know he loosely touched on uh who was over at dc at the time did some kind of cosmic thing that i guess nobody liked but it was like the dude's best work mm. it's one of the it's one of the classics it's one of the greats the dude wrote for marvel and then ended up going over to dc and did i guess he was like the first one to really do like the cosmic stuff but it didn't catch over there. Like nobody really yeah. gave a shit about it. So can't remember who they said it was, but they, you know, yeah. of course, because dark seed is essentially Thanos. Mm-hmm. And he said right. like, you know, and what's awesome is like, I found, you know, it's called cosmic odyssey written by Jim Starlin. Oh yeah. DC. Yeah. I have it. I have it. I was like, absolutely have to get this because even mm-hmm. though I'm not, I'm not a DC guy, just there's some Batman runs I like. Mm-hmm. And I just never got into DC. And so you know, seeing Starlin's name associated with it, though, I'll buy anything Starlin writes because mm-hmm. that dude is fan fucking tastic. Yeah. In yeah. like the early 2000s, he did this Thanos story run. And, oh, dude, those books are fan fucking tastic. Like they're so well written. You're reading them, you're going, what the fuck's going on with the continuity of this book? Because, like the first one, you're, you're like, what's going on with the continuity of this book? Because, dude, there's like different uniforms and stuff. It's it's all like subtle shit, but like Warlock and Thanos are hanging out. One minute Warlock's got the lightning bolt, and one minute he's got just the red shirt. And you're like, like it would be page to page, like you were actually reading back in the day when they had different writers would come in and and change shit, like from mm-hmm. comic comic con, before they like really locked down continuity. And but it was part of the storyline because there right. were two, you know, because Thanos is always walking around in different realms and shit, you know, and it was. There were two sets of Adam Warlocks and Thanos, and right because they had the a, infinite, all the different universes. Yeah, it's it's such a good story, man. Yeah, when you when you latch onto that, you're like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. And he's just yeah. he's a fantastic artist too. I, I love his I love how he draws space. There's mm-hmm. just all kinds of stuff going on. 
I love it. He's he's I really stuck with that. I I struggle with like golden and, and uh like uh was it I don't know the real old stuff like golden bronze all like the all the metals the precious metal years it's like there's stuff in the oh, 70s well, I'm good with but we, I, we I, can I can't go back remember to, there's the the golden age starts with basically with action comics one so first appearance of superman and that yeah. runs from like 1938 to 1956 and then when dc kind of reinvigorates their golden age heroes like flash the first appearance of the new flash we gone from yeah. jay garrick who looks like the ftd guy looks like looks like uh, mercury to the new streamlined red suit flash that's yeah. barry, barry allen that kind of started what was called the silver age and so yeah. the Green Lantern was reinvented. Hawkman was reinvented, you know, um, and by this time in the Silver Age, that's when Superman's origins really get solidified because, you know, he, right. when you read the Golden Age stuff, he's a different character in 1938 than he is in 1958. So, um, yeah, and then that Silver Age runs to like early 1970s where it turns into the Bronze Age. And that's where you see DC finally starting to realize we got to get away from the camp and the silliness. We got to yeah. start making continuity important and having an ongoing storylines. Cause before that DC, it didn't fucking matter from one book to another. Right. Um, and then bronze age ran till about 1986, which is considered the modern age. And that's when we see like crisis on infinite earths, Watchmen, right. dark Knight returns. These, these were seminal books that kind of marked a new period of comic books. Right. Um, so, but um, yeah, I definitely like, yeah. you know, like late seventies, Marvel, yes you know, that's my favorite era. 80s I, I and the drawings were good it gets like like i said i i'm, in, I'm into this onslaught storyline you know my buddy said you know you got to read these books because this is this is it this is what changes marvel's entire universe this this instant in that's in there the whole line and i was like well i gotta know about this you know mm-hmm. and dude some of the fucking drawings like they, they just i'm glad they hit the reset button with that event because mm-hmm. there was a lot of weird stuff like i'm not a big fan of like troglodyte wolverine you okay. know where he's like hideous and he's got like giant toenails and you're like what the fuck did you do to wolverine man he was super handsome and you took uh, away yeah. his adamantium and now he's just dumb looking that, and he, that's all stuff i am not aware of so yeah it's yeah. Th- there was an event in marvel's timeline where it actually the timeline's gone mm. And it, it was a reset button for, from what I gather, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it was like kind of a reset button for storylines after a certain point. Cause my buddy said, I started noticing things that were real inconsistent. And he said, I couldn't figure out why that had happened. And he said, I tracked it back to this, this onslaught event, this okay. onslaught event. It's a, it's an <clears throat> Avengers X-Men book, like uh storyline. And apparently that's, it just, that's what changes everything at marvel is okay. that particular thing but you you got to deal with a lot of like the mid 90s like post rob lee field shit where everybody was like yeah. super Spr- giant jacked and, up and scratchy yeah. all the hash marks and yeah, po- it's pointy like, features yeah yeah it was like man like you guys used to draw this shit really good and that's the thing with modern books some of the modern books are really nice and they're they're utilizing you know again it's it's gotten away from it's all a lot of it's digital now and shit but right. some of them are still drawn really poorly. And it's like, why the fuck are you letting people like draw like this? Like, oh, it's it's cutting edge. I have a I have a Doctor Strange, a modern Doctor Strange book. The story's great, but like the like the drawings are like, this is kind of bad, you know. They do I mean, that you- sometimes on, on lesser titles or but I've seen them like do flagship titles like Spider-Man or like Bat Superman, 
where Superman looks like a fucking dick. I'm like, why, right. why would you drawing? I mean, Superman has a look <laughs> to me, the, the Superman of the seventies, that era that defines the Superman for me. That's what he's supposed to look like, you know? Right. Um, I'm, and I'm cool with that. That's that's Superman, but yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't well, get just it, enough of know? this exaggerate. I get their superheroes. They should be ripped like motherfuckers, but I mean like people in the seventies and eighties, tried to make them look like people and nowadays it's yeah. just like how zany can we draw this comic and it's like it, it could be and I, i'm see i i know I'm, man. I'm aware of what's going on tang- only superficially i mean i still download everything but i i'm, I'm kind of cognizant of big events but yeah. when i started reading since i had everything i started reading from the beginning and yeah. i'm i'm like in 1973 it's kind of started like a month of marvel month month of dc month of marvel back and forth yeah. all the way into now i'm in the 70s and so this is like the bronze age this is like my sweet spot because when i first started right. getting into comic books um so no I, I i get it there's just a lot of change both marvel and dc have just reset the reset 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 right you know? and i mean like i get i get it nowadays it's just i feel like it's it's kind of rough nowadays they they aren't the only thing they're changing is like sexual preferences and characters and that's it that's apparently that's that's the only thing they can think yeah, of now it's kind of it's sad to see there's just i don't know it's 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 cheap it's not earned because and and i was talking with a friend of mine um who he's a comic book fan he's gay and he hates the fact that you suddenly like dc was he's guilty of this both of like taking a character they took the golden age green lantern um and all of a sudden made him gay like, right because like don't get me wrong i don't i, I have no problem with great. creating a gay character look you want to make a character gay like but, like yeah, midnighter from from wild wild storm comics i think i think it's right midnighter's like a like batman he's got no powers he's just a fucking badass and he's yeah. gay i'm like i don't care i don't give a right fuck. you know our sexuality right. is only a little tiny part of who we are right but to take a character who's had 75 years of history right that, know, and that's the only thing then, they can do yeah and then make him gay all of a sudden because if you think it's going to be hip or trendy like that no that that kind of stuff pisses me off as a longtime fan and it also pisses right. off a lot of the you know my friends who are gay who are comic book fans because they know right this is cheap it's salacious right. it's not right. earned if you want to create a good you know gay character then create a new character create who a new to character be gay. Right. right right you know um i mean marvel's always been different than dc in in several basic hallmarks the one they had a continuity from the very beginning if you read those golden age marvel books with you right when you have human torch fighting namor the submariner you know fire and water there's an ongoing continuity because they were fighting over a woman but there's an ongoing continuity that they developed early on and and it stayed uh with these characters um whereas dc just it didn't have that and also when when stan lee took over the helm in the you know 19 well he was writing since he was in the 40s when he was a kid right um, or, so but when he took over in 61 or 60 or whenever when he started launched fantastic four he he kind of changed the paradigm of what comic books could be because dc focuses on the powers not the people you know we know right. bruce wayne's backstory and yeah but it's but it's just it's so superficial whereas marvel comic book characters they're like real people right they had problems yeah they have they, problems they had, with fantastic yeah, they... four fights and peter parker's just a teenage kid that's why i love spider-man as a kid because right. i can relate to him 
He's just a yeah, kid. Tony Stark was to... an alcoholic. I mean, yeah, these right. are real life things. Exactly. They're... And they weren't like hamming it up. Like they were really trying to do social issues. That's why they had, I mean, my God, you have uh, the, you know, they brought in Black Panther as a great superhero. And right. also Sam, you know, Sam Wilson, you know, this Falcon in the seventies. I mean, that's when I started reading Captain America. It was Captain America and Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. And that was the first time I had read really between him and, and Black Panther, although I didn't get all the political stuff as a kid right right but i i knew that their their his storylines sam wilson's storylines were dealing with things that were far different from me growing up in little vermilion right no connection to the inner city to the ghetto to people's problems you know i just had you know i was like seven fucking years old i have have no concept of that but they were really trying to push social agenda and social change and talk about real problems right and and that's what makes their characters identifiable you know you could but dc didn't really do that um they just they just didn't have that and right that was just a huge difference you know that's what i mean i don't know i i like the continuity you know ian and i like how they explain continuity if there was a continuity issue like they resolved all of that and it was like this is amazing mm-hmm. i just there i i love them i don't know i mean like i said i know there's dc titles I, ha- I like I really like the uh, the Arkham, you know, where he gets locked mm-hmm. up in the insane asylum, Batman, mm-hmm. like they frame him for a crime just so they can see mm-hmm. how what's going on in the asylum. I love sure. that, man. Yeah. That was a great line. That was a great storyline. Um, you know, the death of Superman's a great story arc. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, it gets that gets kind of fantastic. Kind of weird afterward, like when it, all the different Supermen show up, and then you got yeah. the red and the blue. Like they were like figuring out what the hell we do with this character, you know? Right, and then it ultimately uh, yeah. they just brought him back from the dead. Like what? <laughs> it was like two or three years later. Yeah, it was like, such okay. a letdown. It was like, oh man, they killed Superman. Nah, Here we I'm just go. Gonna bring him back a few yeah. years later. <laughs> and and the Batman storyline, you know, where he gets his back broken by Bane, which I think yeah. the way they write Bane, he's such a pussy uh i probably shouldn't say that um i'll have to cut that one out um he's such a horrible yeah yeah well he's uh, gonna break your back exactly well he's such a horrible cat group because he's all about you know breaking people down but he waits until you're already like broken down like from exhaustion and then he like does something to you like if if that's no satisfaction you wait till someone else beats somebody up and then you kick him the last kick like oh look I (laughs) i kicked you dead like no 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 satisfaction comes from you beating down the strong character you know right. that's where the satisfaction comes from right and i thought well that's a horrible character but i liked <laughs> when they brought asriel in i i, I kind of it was an interesting dude character. that's a great storyline so I, yeah, I, I found that i found that book yeah. that run okay um at ollie's and i was like shit this is cool as fuck I was yeah. just the artwork i was like this character is fucking awesome i yeah. don't know what this dc comic's about i'm gonna grab it what a cool storyline but it doesn't seem like they resolved it it's, well it, batman did. gets I, better I, and, and yeah i was real kind of kicks out you know and he, he yeah. kind of gets his own line and there's oh there's this tension between batman and, and asriel because asriel just takes it too far but i honestly right. think i honestly think it, it was it was the writers paying attention to what readers have been complaining about for a long time like you have batman who won't kill anybody okay right um and it, like Except even for the killing joke even maybe, like joker maybe yeah. he did it in the killing joke well maybe at the, end, at the end they're just laughing so i don't know but, but then the laughing stops <gasps> did he snap his neck huh yeah right, you i'll, don't have, to, I'll have to go back and reread it um but you have uh also but necessity you cannot kill off great villains you're not gonna have 
you know, Bill Finger right. coming around and like making, you're not going to have Bill Finger at your side creating Joker, you know? Right. Least, uh, you know, Joker's a great character. He kind of defines Batman in a way. They're two sides of the coin. Yeah. And um, you can't kill him off. Now, I don't know if you've ever read Kingdom Come. Have you ever read mm -hmm. that? Oh, mm -hmm. okay. You, you got to read Kingdom Come. It's four <laughs> episodes. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll just put it in a Dropbox and send you a link. Um, I'm having my class read it, actually. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm doing my class, one of my classes uh, on popular culture. This is about heroes. Yeah, Kingdom Come is a DC Elseworlds book. You know how Marvel has their, their traditional continuity, then they have like their Ultimates series. Earth, which Earth is a, whatever. And, well, it's yeah. a parallel. Ultimates universe is like a parallel universe where the stories, the characters are there, but their stories are slightly changed. Like Tony Stark has an inoperable brain tumor. You know, kind of, yeah. you know, it's not the shrapnel in his heart. And everyone's just a little, you know, Thor might be crazy. He might be a god, but he might just have great technology and he's insane. We don't right. know. So what what DC did, um, and it goes off of Marvel, used to have this comic book called What If back in right. the 70s. I've got several of those. Yeah, yeah. just hypo, you know, uh, hypothesizing what if uh, Conan showed up in the 21st century. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. You know, and Spider-Man's got to try and take him down or something. So. DC has this whole series called Elseworlds where they transplant these characters and they give them like new storylines or put them elsewhere. Yeah. So there's a great one. Batman has a ton of them. Superman has a ton of them. So like Batman has uh, Gotham by Gaslight. So it's bat it's Gotham in the 1880s and Jack the Ripper is in Gotham and Batman's <laughs> nice. like the eight, the 19th century Batman has to track him down using his detective skills. Right. In front of Jack the Ripper. Uh, Superman has one called Red Sun S O N, um, okay. where he doesn't land in Kansas. The ship lands in Soviet Russia. So he grows up <laughs> being not America's superhero, but Russia's, you love know, it. red men. Yeah, exactly. And, and so you would love those Elseworld titles. Those are, yeah, awesome. that actually sounds really interesting. Yeah. Those are very, very cool. Um, you know, it's like, I seriously, I can put all this shit onto a drive and, you know, and just, if you want to swing by some time, I'll be happy to just give it to you. But uh, anyway, those, those, those books are good. Um, I mean, DC, they both have big spectacles, like the crisis on infinite earths, that, that whole crisis thing that they've been doing ever since the 1950s when flash first, like, get went back into golden age flash. I don't, that's, a, that was the silver age flash. Barry Allen goes back to meet Jay Garrick. Like he runs so fast, he breaks the time barrier, goes back in time, and he's like, "What the fuck? Who are you?" They're like, "Oh, you're the you're the Flash from this other city from a different time." And they realize, "Yeah, oh, okay." DC says, "Well, we have multiple universes in this reality. That's the first time you get the hint of of a multiverse." And right, he, right. Because they did that because they have all these great characters uh, from the Golden Age that they didn't always use, like Captain Midnight and all these other characters that they were using in the 1940s and 50s, but they weren't they had to kind of stopped being used so you have to use these characters or else they go into public domain right so they kept on like bringing them up time to time and they realized let's let's this is how we can explain it and this also explains continuity problems between the superman from 1950s who's out making pancakes for jimmy olsen's church group or whatever because that's what he does in that issue he makes a billion pancakes um this is the real story by the way <laughs> where batman has like a time machine and goes back to be a medieval knight you know <laughs> the silver age gets really kooky um and they're like oh well then this is how we can explain the, the superman and then the golden age superman who really couldn't fly he didn't have these powers that explains this one so now they have all these different earths yeah where these things happen 
And then they realize, okay, we have all this conflicting stories, but we're trying to make sense where it all filters in. But then they realize, oh, fuck, we got like six different Supermans. What the, <laughs> what the, what the fuck are we going to do? And that's when in 1886, they had this crisis on Infinite Earths where they decide, let's just kill everybody off except for one version of each. And uh, <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's do that. And And which was a very powerful story. I mean, I loved reading that. It was heartbreaking. Uh, but the problem exists. You still have all these other characters from your previous books that you're not actively publishing. If you yeah. don't do something with them, then they're going to lose, you're going to lose them, which is how Marvel or DC picked up the character we call Shazam, right. um, which was Captain Marvel, uh, which was a right. big competitor to superman he actually outsold superman uh fawcett comics yeah you know, Wiz comics um you know captain marvel's really fun totally fun anyway back to the comic book history you probably already know this shit but um no not, the, not a lot of it Some okay of it. well part of the problem is once you once you clean up house they realized oh, we got to bring these characters back so they opened up that can of worms again like okay well we got to bring the stories of earth one back um here, here's Captain Midnight, and here's these other kind of characters who formed the Justice Society, not the Justice League. Right. This was like a you know these World War II era characters that were around, and then over time, DC and Marvel both were acquiring the rights to characters. Like when a like when smaller companies would fold, DC would just buy them out, like get all the character rights to the characters, and they would start doing stuff with those characters, which is what happened. Why they got captain marvel which they turned into the shazam because they didn't want to put the word marvel in right there. and then at that time marvel comics had captain marvel but marvel that's that right. you were aware Mar-Vell, of right right and then so dc then did shazam um but then the, the same problem came back well if we have these stories we cleaned house but then we hate we we came back realized okay so then they had to redo everything when the new fifty two came along because everything was just all right. convoluted again, it was like okay we're starting back at zero, fuck it, we're just going to wipe out seventy five years of history we're going to be cherry picking what we like right from this history and then start over. Well the fans the longtime fans were just pissed as fuck as you can imagine you know right. you, you invest seventy five years into a character you you know then it's like eh. We're, we're just getting rid of this Robin. We don't want him anymore, you know? Right, yeah, right. Uh, like, what? Um, well, the New 52 kind of went a few years and then then fizzed out. And then they did another remit, reset and started over yet again. And then they're oh, on wow. like, then that that only lasted a couple of years. And now they're on a new one. Like, uh, and that, that, and then they went back to numbering the comic books, like action comics got started back at zero or one. Yeah. And then they realized, okay, let's just pretend we didn't do this stuff, but we're going to add up all these issues that we did print. Say we stopped at issue eight, eight eighty five, and we did another hundred issues between then. Yeah. Let's just start with nine eighty six. Okay. That's perfect. Let's go back to the original <laughs> numbering and just go back to it. And so that's, that's where they're at now with the whole like infinite frontiers timeline. So I got like all these different, um, I'll, I'll just, uh, you know, since I don't think we're going to get it, a guest today he said he was coming <laughs> but uh you know that's i'm okay i'm okay with that i don't know i don't know what the deal is man i don't know if he's yeah. got something going on or... you know it's all right man um i'll pull up some of these but dc like every couple of years last they have been like reinvigorating or reinventing um their branding 
once the new 52 because the new 52 didn't it start they had 52 books out i think but that wasn't referring to the number of books they had out it was referring to the number of in universes that oh, okay so they're like oh okay i think it's if am i if i'm understanding correctly um so they had so they had the the new 52 which was night from 2011 to 2015 then dc rebirth which was 2016 to 2018 then they had dc universe from 2018 to 2021 and now they're doing infinite frontier uh that's a lot of turnover man so, that's like yeah. real quick like that's not a couple a couple of years and on to the next thing that's essentially yeah, the same they're, <laughs> they're struggling and and then marvel has done kind of the same thing marvel yeah but they were doing it more individual titles like fantastic four had a run then they came back for like 12 issues and they left again and they came back they're like on the sixth version of fantastic four same thing right. with the avengers are on like volume five same thing with captain america like captain america had a really great run with jim brubaker that's where the death of captain america you know captain america's right. murdered you know i'm like well who the fuck's gonna carry the shield how can you have a captain america book with no captain america but you know they, they pull it up right um you know, that's where you see Bucky come in as the Winter Soldier right. and that whole storyline, right. which is fantastic. I love Bucky. He's my favorite sidekick. So we have. Yeah, Marvel. he was pretty. He was pretty rough, though, in, in the when it was the Nazi punching phase when he was just like, hey, I'm Bucky. And he was. Yeah, just I don't a, even have a shield. I'm just going to run at you. Just, not, you know, just a guy bastards. with a. Yeah, <laughs> just a guy. Just a regular guy. Yeah, exactly. Man, so, I got to be honest. I never really like the sidekicks either. Like, I don't like what's his face that is, shares you know captain marvel when when during that phase that guy rick oh, jones captain I, I not, oh i see i was not a rick jones fan like some people loved that guy like yeah. they they kept him around because of it but it was like he's just like hey man i'm a guy from the 70s like who fucking cares get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of the way you're a liability yeah. well the sidekicks i mean the comic books were written for children at the time they weren't even considered and you know, if you were right. older than ten, reading a book, you were looked at as being, you know, some kind of a, a, a problem. <laughs> um, this 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 is a special child. Um, yeah. But so the the, the sidekicks were in there for, to give you someone to relate to. Not every, you know, because okay, I get yeah, because so then because Peter Parker was really the first teenage superhero, right. So before that, you know, Batman is already grown up. Wonder Woman's an Amazon, you know. I mean, all these right. other characters are Superman. Although there was Superboy, who was a, like a toddler, then grew up to be a teenager. But that was what came out. You know, he wasn't a teenager until like the 60s or 50s, you know. So, but it was still like Superboy and and the uh, League of, of Superheroes. You know, it was still like, he was just still Superman. It wasn't dealing with any like real, you know personal problems right but marvel had the big thing where they would kept on doing these individual books then they went wholesale change and i think the big change for them was in 2012 i thought okay dc started over oh fuck well we better do the same so they went to marvel now which lasted from yeah, Mar 2012 marvel to now is not very good no 2012 to 2016 i'll go ahead man no i bought an omni because it was it was one of the first things i bought from ollie's was a an omni it was like 12 bucks and i'm like holy shit these things sell for like 120 new so it's you know well it turns yeah. out it was just i thought it was like the entire run of marvel now oh yeah i no knew that. it was a rebrand but it was just the first issues of each now not all not all of them were terrible there's a yeah. uh I don't think the Uncanny Avengers is a Marvel Now title, but there <clears> is like a uh, ah shit. There is an Avenger. There's a storyline from Marvel Now, um, 
about which you see it touches on in multiverse when they go see the illuminati mm-hmm. and it's fucking professor xavier mm-hmm. and uh reed and 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 all these people that you yeah namor namor's on there too yeah so like that's that storyline's awesome that's where they get like the convulgence where like if they don't do something another earth is going to appear and smash into this one yeah okay i think that's what's is that what it's called was it what was it called convergence or convergence yeah yeah okay. i think that's what i said convulsions is something i did in my pants last night but yes also not that and also not <laughs> conversions which is what i thought i might have said but i don't know oh yeah but that's it's okay. super cool it's a great storyline like i love that mm-hmm. storyline i think it's fantastic i think the illuminati was brought up at least the first time i remember seeing it uh this this group of super smart people and that was namor um and and it was mr fantastic and yep. tony uh, stark dr strange yep and uh, maybe someone else, maybe Stark, um, yeah. was in the World uh, Planet Hulk series. Um, okay, are you familiar with that storyline? Um, slightly. It's Hulk. They just realize Hulk's just getting stronger and stronger, and getting angrier right. and angrier, and and he just causes so much destruction. They said, let's find a way to like get Hulk off of the Earth, but we don't want to hurt him because we yeah, can't. Yeah, because that's that's kind of they kind of touch on that in yeah because uh, you Ragnarok, can't kill him. Right? That's the thing. Yeah, you can't right. kill him. Right. Well, Ragnarok has kind of takes up on that. What they did was they essentially tricked him to going into a spaceship that they <laughs> they said um, they they had it. They found a a planet that was like peaceful and tranquil and it was just flush with flora and fauna and he would be the yeah. only like humanoid on this planet. Right. They thought Hulk will finally have peace. That was their intent. Great great idea well something happens to the ship it malfunctions on its way there it lands on this hostile planet which essentially you see in ragnarok so he becomes this gladiator and then then he realizes who did it who tricked him and then he's really pissed and then he becomes like the champion like the king of this world like and finally he calms things down he gets peace and then he said hey uh your majesty we 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 found your spaceship we can fix it he's like oh well fuck fix it because I'm going back to kill. And then that ushers in the World War Hulk storyline where he comes back to Earth and he's pissed. You yeah. know, so, but uh, yeah, but so they get the Marvel now and then you got Marvel Legacy or before Legacy, then you get the all new, all different Marvel with, with like 2015, 2018, Marvel Legacy, 2017, 2018, and then Marvel A Fresh Start, 2018, 2019. You know, and it's like you just can't keep track of it. You know, it just literally... yeah. And they're they're not. They're, it just seems like they're it, the whole thing's struggling. I like the Uncanny Avengers storyline. It's mm-hmm. I have three, I think, trade paperbacks of that, and I think there's a lot of them, and I'm way behind in it. But the first three are, oh, they're really good. It's nice to see. Like, I mean, I'm familiar with all the characters, you know, and and it's it's cool to see. Like, okay, this is something new to me. I mean, maybe it's not to, to, you know, lifelong fans and collectors, but it seems like it's kind of a, a new take on things. And I, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, at least three books into it might really shit out, but they, there was some okay titles. I remember, you know, reading a few of those in the Omni being mm-hmm. like, this, this seems pretty cool. Like yeah. the red She-Hulk seemed like a pretty cool storyline. And Okay. Yeah. That, I, I, that's an era I, I haven't read yet. I mean, I liked She-Hulk, uh, the character. I didn't read too much about her or, or of her in the in the time. Uh, I was kind of phasing out of comic books at the time, but I was aware of her. Yeah. And this was before they kind of. Originally, she was just this kind of savage She-Hulk, and now when they reinvented her, with made her the attorney, right, and really and funny. The, that was a much better comic book. 
um, which if right. you get a chance to see the, the, the TV series, do you have to Disney Oh yeah. Plus? It's, it's on my, yeah, it's on my, oh, it's definitely watch. worth the watch. Um, definitely worth the watch. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I am going to recommend some books to you that I think you might like because you don't, um, they're not necessarily part of the continuity that mm. you know, some DC books that are, are not superhero books per se. Um, I think you would really like the animal man, uh, which is written by Grant Morrison. Um, okay. A swamp thing, which was written by. Alan oh, swamp Moore. things. Yeah. Sw- I, I want the Alan Moore swamp. I, I have yeah. some new swamp things. Fantastic. Stuff, and Alan Moore swamp thing is, is, is something yeah, I want amazing stuff. And, and animal man, his powers, uh, he, he can like communicate with animals and they kind of take on their characteristics and things like okay. that. But it's really, a it becomes much more about politics. Like the, and and just it's a great story great great comic book but it's it's a, he's a superhero of type but yeah but not i'll tell you there's another there's another i have this one uh the creature commandos was a oh yeah yeah book. with frankenstein and uh yeah, yeah. and <laughs> honestly damn man like some of those stories I, I actually stopped and was like whoa yeah they're touching I, on some deep shit here i've not read it but i have it and like oh, dude that, it's that fucking great fun. It's yeah. absolutely great. And it's not even like, it's not great because it's like such a, <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's such a silly concept, but right. Dude, the stories are like, wow, dude, that's super. There's at least two or three books that I was actually taken aback by, by the ending. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. that's legit. Um, yeah. What See, else that's, do I have? That's, I have, that's what's uh, great about comic book, the medium. You, when you get surprised vigilante, I think it was a, that okay. was a pretty good book. Um, that was a, uh, wolf what's his name he's a good wolfman? writer too wolfman yeah marv, marv wolfman marv yeah yeah he's the one who wrote the crisis on infinite earths back in the okay. 86 yeah. yeah he was really big at, at dc at the time he was but he used to be a marvel guy right yeah yeah um mm-hmm. i also like uh he might have been he did skull right did marv wolfman do skull it's i don't remember offhand yeah i don't, um, don't recall that's a fun read but I really liked Weird World, and they brought Weird World back. I know I just went off on a tangent, but they brought it back yeah. in modern times. The first, I like some of the Battle Zone stuff, which is a Marvel offshoot. They rewrote uh, Secret Wars. Okay. Like in the past 10, yeah, 10 well, years. They, well, yeah, they redid it because that also came out in the 80s. That came out a yeah, few no, years. No, I, I have the original. That's where yeah, the Spider-Man 84. gets the symbiote. And right, I, right. I love that original storyline, but I want to read this one. Okay. I'm not big into reboots, but I know what happens at the end of this one because I've read the offshoots of that comic, okay. which are all like the battle zones and battle world and all that right. shit. Right. And dude, the outcome of that is way different and crazy. I, I'm really okay. excited to, to take yeah, well, that. Yeah, don't spoil book. it. But no, uh, yeah, I, that's why I know they're both retreading the same ground. Like Marvel's done S- S- Civil War, Civil War 2. And I think they're real doing another Civil War. They've done Secret War, again, Secret War. And DC is doing the same thing with Infinite Crisis uh, or Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Crisis. Now they're doing Dark Crisis, which is like, Jesus Christ, can we can we not can you not think of something brand new? Right. It's like when Star Trek, the, the redid Star Trek reboot came out. I liked it. And I thought, you know, Star Trek 2, I'm like, OK, we got a we got a whole new continuity, a whole new thing. And what they do, they brought back fucking Khan. I don't know. Well, I didn't spoil it for you. No, but, I love, I love that. I love, Khan. I'm like, <laughs> I love Khan, but I'm like, okay, you just, you have the, literally the universe to go. And what do you do? You go back to fucking Dude, Khan. He was great. He's great. I know, but He's still so the great. point, the I love, point, and I, I love that. Khan. But they borrowed I love from fire. One. They borrowed from fire or was it, uh, was it fire? No, not firefall. The James Bond movie, uh, skyfall. 
Yeah. Khan, the villain in Star Trek Two, the the new one, was the villain from Skyfall. Oh, really? If you look at it, at the, because you've seen, have you seen Skyfall? No. Oh, okay. Skyfall is one of the best James Bond movies I think. Well, that's ever. recent, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Within the last eight or so years. Yeah. Wait. So what con? Yeah. Oh, are we talking about the new new? Star- not not so, eighty two. We're not talking about Star Trek eighty two. That's my con. That's yeah. I love that con. R- Ricardo Montalban, fucking yes. sexy as hell. Great great movie no the new star trek yeah that came out like 2009 with all the lens flares they (laughs) they have like three of those movies and the first one's great well the second movie have you seen like star trek into darkness i I think i have yeah well they bring back khan different storyline but it's the same basic plot as skyfall where he's a disenfranchised (laughs) you know union officer like who's mad at the union for doing their for fucking him over so he's gonna get revenge right skyfall is very similar to to that in that context i'm like i've seen this movie i've seen both of these movies why am i, now why am I here um so <laughs> um another book i'm going to recommend for you is uh sandman neil gaiman sandman that came out it's 19- on my list yeah I, I want the yeah i want the whole the whole line i i liked yeah. the show i thought the show was great i haven't seen the show is that on hbo um netflix Mm-hmm. I've heard that it's already canceled because it costs oh. too much money. So you know they made one season. It sounds like it's on the chopping block, but oh Jesus, I don't know. It's a bad. it's a really great show. It's it's very vivid. Yeah. Um, the 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 I mean talking about dreams, it's it's pretty rad. I'll I'll take. And I absolutely I'll, I'll I, I love the character casting. I thought was fantastic. Um, so yeah, I was I enjoyed the show. I wanted yeah, the to comics read the book are prior. Great. Yeah, I wanted to read it prior to you know seeing that but uh you're I'm not also... going to be impressed with the artwork because the artwork is rather flat um but i think it's because game and story is way more important than the pictures it's not like you know you don't have this some of the artists are better but they bring in a new artist for every story arc there's like a 75 okay. issue story arc it's like 75 issues long and there's a bunch of tangential books that came from that but the original story arc is 75 issues but it's like a five issue story arc a five issue a three issue an eight issue yeah. you know so they have these different stories built within um and sometimes the art is just downright bad um you know it's like uh, but it, it's it's more about the story you know right but, right but yeah that's a good one i definitely want to recommend watchmen if you don't, I don't know if you've ever read yeah no i i fucking love watchmen yeah i love v for Vendetta. and i love the movie i don't know why people have a problem with the movie the i don't movie know is, why either like it's I like, like so the book fucking better, close but, to, the, yeah. to the to the comic book it's like what's it the is. problem well it doesn't have the black freighter i'm like but that was so fucking it's, what it's yeah it's very minute they did it was it, it was great the casting I mean, what, was perfect uh black freighter works in the comic book but you're not going to try to bring that in. It's going to muddy down the waters and get they, rid of the story of the murder mystery of who's killing the suits. Right. They did in the extended, like the deluxe edition, they included the black. That's Freighter. what I heard. And then I know there's also in the animated version there. There's that's, a, yeah, that's, that's what they, oh yeah. yeah. Well, no, the I mean like comic. they, they, they put it in, they, I believe they put the animated black freighter in, they just oh, inserted yes, yes. it into the film, I think. And there is a went. motion comic version that's six hours long. Um, because it's all 12 issues about a half hour an issue and that okay. is fantastic um yeah i mean because who doesn't love rorschach i mean he's my favorite character uh, right bunch. you know it's like here's he's if if batman had no money that's that's what that's rorschach <laughs> here he is batman without here money. he is yeah you know um yeah it's just a just a just a great book the movie is fantastic yeah i love yeah. i i love i have the director's cut it's a little bit longer i'm like yeah i, I can just watch it any fucking day of the year yeah it's it is it's it's solid 
Um, what other, let's see, what other book? Yeah, The Crisis on Infinite Earths, I, I definitely also recommend. Um, I mean, if you don't, you know of the DC characters, just like when reading right. Kingdom Come, you know the DC characters. You don't have to know a lot about them to kind of understand it. The Christ, right. the Kingdom Come is more self-contained. It's it's for it's like 160 pages. It's a self-contained story, um, whereas Crisis affects the entire DC universe. But but still, right. a really good book. Um, but let's see, uh, what other books are out there that you might really like? Um, there's one, I don't know if you can even find it um, in a graphic form anymore, maybe a collection, Milk and Cheese. It was, mm. it was an indie comic put out. It was this guy who started drawing a pint-sized carton of hate and a wedge of spite. These little milk and you know cheese products, uh, dairy products gone bad. Anyway, they're foul mouth. They make make fun of everybody. They're social commentary and, cr- and criticism, <laughs> and they go around like yelling and beating up people with like clubs and stuff. And it's just so funny and off the wall. Um, those are great. They're just black and white. There's one yeah. called Vomit, and where milk and cheese has just been drinking way too much booze, and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get so sick," and they always uh, like leaning out the window of their apartment, like, "Hey, let's throw up on people." You know, they start vomiting on people, and there's this great like splash page where they're both like simultaneously vomiting on one another, and the caption is "bulimic food fight." I'm like, oh fuck me! That that is fantastic. Oh man, yeah, it's gonna be milk. hard for us to find that in the physical realm these days. <laughs> yeah, that would be an awesome cartoon. I'd love to see it. Like by the people who did like the early SpongeBob's could do a really good rendition of Milk and Cheese. Um, <laughs> that so yeah, I'd, I recommend if you can if you can find Milk and Cheese, that would be a good book. But. Uh, yeah, but there's just so I mean, there's so much content out there, and there's I mean, yeah. I, I kind of stopped reading back in the '90s just because I had no money. I mean, I couldn't afford comic books; they were only a dollar and a quarter at the time. Um, right. But I was getting thirty titles a month, so that you know that that right, might be it adds part up. Of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, you know, I don't have to. I, I still try to support if I if there's something I really like, I'd like to I'd like to buy it. But um, right right now it's just. It, there just hasn't been anything that's that's stood out that's just not regurgitation or it's just there's just nothing out there that's like calling right. out to me you know so that's I, like, I am with that's yeah. how i am with everything it's it's and believe me that the the you know the downsizing eventually i am eventually i'm not going to have all this i just don't i'm going to get to an age where i haven't touched it in years you know i'm just listening to music like everyone else does you know and right. just using spotify or youtube and or a hard drive but, with all your music right on. yeah and i mean for me like i'm you know this collection's only been out of boxes for you know a few years mm-hmm. because i've moved so much and i collected over those years fervently and it didn't see the light of day for like 10 years i had at least three or four duplicates which is shockingly low you know for as many cd as many titles as i have but i i you know i was starting to buy duplicates because i couldn't fucking check i I never looked at my i couldn't see my collection it was just in a box yeah you know so yep you know this house is small so it's like you know like we have a we have a pretty big dvd collection and it's like they're in boxes right now because i don't have a place for them so it's like if you want to watch a title you got to dig through like 25 boxes Mm -hmm. i got them in those collect like the uh, they call they call them so there's some kind of special name for them but they're corrugated plastic boxes you know keep mildew and mold and shit mm-hmm. out of there but you know so we got them in nice containers but at the same time like when i want to go down and pull out halloween movies or pull out christmas movies or 
you know, shit like that. It's like they're not they're not in boxes labeled Halloween and Christmas movies. They're alphabetical. So it's oh, like you got to okay. know the title and then I yeah. got to dig and dig and dig and dig yeah. to find them. And it's like, oh, yeah, it this, becomes man. a pain in the ass. No, no, right. I, I totally get it. I, I was kind of buying duplicates of some of the toys I had, like my Ultraman figures and things like that. Um, Cause I, I would buy them at G Fest cause they were so cheap, like five bucks or 10 bucks, you know, I'm like, Oh, right. I'll buy, t- I'll buy 15 of these. And like, <laughs> I put them in a, a bag cause I, you know, I had no more room. I was literally out of room in my, in my space downstairs in my old room. I just had no room on shelves. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't store any of this. So I'd be like, I'd have these bags and boxes of toys and I'd forget what I had. So I go back to G Fest like, Oh man. I thought I I thought I bought this, but oh, it's only five dollars. Right. So I'll go ahead and get it again. Right? Yeah, you, know? you get better, like, better safe than sorry. I know man. it's like it's a five bucks. You know, it's like hey, but no, I totally get it. Um, but once I started making the transition to digital, like even like books and things, um, yeah, I realized I I have a tablet where I've got over ten thousand books on it. Like, right? You know, it's I'm, am I ever going to read it? All no, of course not. But I'm I'm at the age where we are really just trying to pare down like the stuff that we have, like just the amount of like stuff. And if I can have stuff in a digital format and just store it on a hard drive, it's like I can have everything I want, but not have the worry about storing it somewhere or trying to find it. I just go to the hard drive and there it is, you know? Um, It's never going to replace holding a comic book or holding a book in your hand. But what I want to get Maybe I'll buy it for myself for Christmas this year. I want to get a tablet that's like a 13-inch tablet, a good-sized tablet, because that will be about the size of like a comic book page. Yeah. So I can just have a tablet, and I can load it up, and I can just read and just carry that around. And I'll be like, I'll be like physically holding a tablet, you know. But, right. Um, that would be no, awesome. That's a, yeah, that's a cool thing. I mean, honestly, like even with the, the comic books are kind of – well, the, the you know – the trade paperbacks and, and mm-hmm. omnis that's kind of i've i recently kind of ha- have gone sort of buck wild on it because i don't know it's it's my new th- phase that i'm kind of going through and i'm not like sure. crazy about it i used to love going to you know record stores and you know i could spend an hour at the illyria exchange with no problems it's you it mm-hmm. was usually closer to two in the original like when it well not the original but when it was over by the chinese restaurant yeah. You know, so you know how big that was. Like before, King. Oh, it, was a, it was a big store. Yeah, before like before they, you know, before they well, I mean, I think it was before they expanded. I, I'm talking like the one little basically it was a hole in the wall, and I could spend so much time mm-hmm. in there and just you know going through the budget rock, the entire budget mm-hmm. rock section, you know, two fifty five dollar right. CDs. You gotta look at the entire section. Yeah, then you, you gotta go you over and you gotta you can't go pass through up the, on a two fifty C D. Right. Especially you if gotta, you find, yeah, you can't. You got to go over to the regular price stuff and you got to look through that. Then you got to look through the records. And at the time, all the records were, you know, I, I won't, if, dude, if you put records on a wall like this, and if, if I do this, you can see, I think it's this way. I don't know what fucking way it is. So oh, you can see yeah. How my I see your are. finals. Yeah, yeah, right. So if I go into a record store and I got to look at records like that, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. It ain't happening. Right. It if takes, they're in the bin takes, and are facing you, you can kind of yep. just flip through them. Yeah. I need to be able to, I need to be able to, uh, yeah. Look at the cover. You know, you need to see it. Yeah. I got to see the cover. Right. It's you like, know? it's like looking through at comic book boxes the same way. I would do the same thing. Just flip through comics, look for titles. Right. I used to go to the Jamie's flea market all the time and flea markets in general and yard sales looking for comics. Right. And there's a guy at, at Jamie's who had, oh my God, he must've had, 
I don't know, 70 boxes of comic books, must've been 20,000 comic books. And he had them three for a dollar, all of his books. And I would just go fucking hog wild, man. I'd be like, I'd take a hundred bucks with me and then get a garbage bag, paper, like grocery bag full. That was about 300 books. Right. And that's how I would like money I had, I would save up from work. I would just go there and buy 300 books at a time, you know, and that's how I built my collection. But, um, no, no, I I totally get it, man. I totally, I totally. And it's if, totally if you got it. the yeah, if you got the space for it, you know that's cool. Yeah, but and now I, you, I don't have to. Fortunately, it's like I don't have to worry about right. it. That's, that's fine too. It's a whole different right. world, you know. And now it's just like I know I'm never gonna look at all the anime that I have or all the movies. That, I mean, I know I'm just <laughs> never gonna. If that's but that's kind of like. Well, I still miss the hunt and like finding things and there's right. still a it pleasure was fun, in acquiring. Man. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was so fun. It, it's fun when you go to a place and you find something cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what it applies to a lot of things, Yeah, you know, but it's like, it's still that way when you're sitting, you know, heavy metal flea market last year uh, was in September. And I made a, I made a, I am, I think I've shared this story with you, maybe even on the show. Um, but I definitely you know, made a post about it uh, because I bought that, you know, we're big Chris Black fans, Chris Black on vinyl. Yeah, we're going to buy it. We already have this on CD. We might even have it on cassette. We're going to buy it on vinyl too. Right. And there was, there's a record, one of my desert Island records, and I could never find the damn thing. And it's like a hundred dollars if I do. And I'm like, fuck this. I can't, I'm not, I can't get it. It's one of my favorite records into the layer of the sun God. And I bought that one Chris Black record. Now, oftentimes when you buy records uh, that aren't sealed, they'll have the vinyl on the outside of the case. Uh So it'll be the sleeve and then the vinyl record will be in front of it. And I don't know if that's kind of keep it from creasing or something. It's like that a lot when you buy records that aren't sealed in, in, you know, shrink wrap or whatever that shit's called, cellophane, whatever. And uh, I flipped it over and I, I remember when we went to buy it, I was like, oh this is into the layer of the sun god holy shit and i turned it around i'm like oh no it's not and that's okay we're still going to get it because it's 15 bucks and we want to have all his shit on vinyl right and i bought it and this is the thing that i do when i buy anymore is it usually i'll buy something cd record and it just lays around for like a year this happens with a lot of my trade paperbacks too unless i'm actively reading that storyline and i'll just it takes me a really long time to get to them even music I'm the same way. I'll listen to other shit that I've already listened to before I even listen to the new thing that I bought that I wanted. Um, so like a year later, we got to that record, maybe it was six or seven months. Now, let's put some Chris Black on. And I pulled that out and I was like, what the fuck? The record's in the sleeve. What's this other record? Holy shit. It's into the layer of the sun. God, oh, right. we yeah, just yeah, got yeah. a you free got fucking copy of that. Yeah. That was exciting. That was the hunt. We found something that we thought we wanted. Oh, turns out it wasn't the exact thing you wanted, but still something you wanted for a fair price. You buy it. Holy shit. Surprise. You got the record you've been after for fucking free. Yeah. Like, and I, I, and that's when I, I messaged Chris and I said, do you happen to have a fucking sleeve for this? And he did. He fucking had a sleeve. So I got the record and the sleeve for free, a hundred dollar yeah. fucking record for free. So yeah, that's, that was, <laughs> that was pretty exciting. That's the stuff that makes you happy. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's, that's what, if that's what you collect, that's what does it for you. Right. So being able to get that bonus like that. But know. there's also, you know, I'm sure you've experienced too, where there's like the, there's the dark side of the excitement as well, where I went into the flea market probably five, six years ago. And there was a dude in there and he had a bunch of fucking metal on, on vinyl. And I was like, I found a, a copy of show no mercy, my favorite Slayer record. 
I wanted it on vinyl. I knew they had repressed it like several dozen times. You could get it new for like 25 bucks. And I pulled it out and I, I asked the guy, oh, how much you want for show no mercy? And he was like, oh, I think the sun blasted that one. And I, the record was fucking warped. It was like rolled over oh, on an geez. end. And he goes for a show version or for a show copy, oh, 35 bucks. And I was like, <laughs> I can't play this fucking record. Yeah. You think I want to buy it for 35 bucks just to hang it on my fucking wall? Like, right. And all of his records were like super overpriced. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck you, yeah. dude. I also I've had that the situation where one time I, I believe it was it was me and a couple people went up to Jamie's and there was a dude outside. Same scenario fucking boatloaded metal vinyl and we're fucking tearing it up man i think i bought five or six records it might have been 25 bucks the guy had really fair prices on them like 10 anywhere from five to 15 bucks a record that's fair that's good Mm -hmm. and uh bought a bunch of shit from him the next time he was there which the next weekend we went we're like oh metal guy's got to be there oh he was there Except this time, titles that were like five or ten dollars the last time we were there were now like twenty to thirty dollars. Oh, geez. He was like, I know those kids are coming back and I'm just gonna screw them. And we yeah, didn't buy anything. Make, we were we right. were like, Oh, well, too bad, bud. Yeah. Put your put your prices back to where they were. Mm-hmm. And this was before the craze. You know, this was before <clears> like <throat> metal records now. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to if there's no price on them, you don't want to ask. Went to that right. record store in Las Vegas and there was a box of just amazing titles on the floor and the guy as soon as i walked in he's like you ever been here and i'm like no and he's like well look we don't put prices on anything if you're interested in something you bring it up and we'll tell you what we want for it that's how they do it and i was looking through those records and i was just like not even gonna ask about any of these it's just gonna be embarrassing for me to ask and i just don't i don't have it in my heart to get my will my soul crushed by these super crazy high prices Right, right. No, I, I, I get it. You know, and when you find a, a, a reputable dealer or someone who's just selling at a fair price, you don't mind you, you don't mind buying from them. You you actually want to do that. And I would do the same thing with comic books. You know, I was always searching for that Grail comic book, like at a, a garage sale. Someone had like a Action Comics, or maybe even the first appearance of Spider Man. Like they didn't know what it right. was. Oh, right. uh, that's that's a dollar. I'm like, okay, because that's a hundred thousand dollar comic book. Yeah, um, you know, I'm like, <laughs> right. yeah, sure. Yeah. I I like the best deal I got was it was um Batman. I think issue four four uh, four seventy four twenty eight maybe four twenty eight. The death of Robin from okay. the like ni- late nineteen eighties, early nineties. Uh, yeah, late nineteen eighties. Anyway, that book was like seventy five dollars at the time. It was a hot book, and they yeah. I I got it for a dollar or something or 50 cents i'm like I, and it, I was looking for the for the reprint marks because they would always put like if it was a reprint they would put like a roman number two or three or whatever to right. let you know like this is right. a reprint and there was it was this was the original i'm like how much for the comic books oh they're all a dollar i'm like oh fuck okay you know <laughs> there was a there was a great place um in newcastle pennsylvania that i went to my my buddy fred lived there and they had a comic book shop this guy had he probably had a hundred thousand comic books easy and, and like half the store, like half of his back stock was like 50 cent in the 50 cent bin. Um, most or, or up to a dollar. You right. know? And like he had like at the time, Sandman issue number eight, um, which was the first appearance of death, who I thought was really cute um, right. in the comic books. Anyway, that was like the really hot thing. Cause she was trendy. You know, and so issue eight was going for like 125 bucks. Well, he had his for like, I don't know, 15 or something. 
Right. He goes, I go, is that 15 or 150? He's like, it's 15. He goes, it's not a $125 comic book. I'm like, okay, cool. I, this guy's good. Yeah, so you're right. I, yeah. In the Bronze Age books, I saw like a Werewolf by Night, number one. Which was going for about thirty dollars at the time. I mean, it was it was wasn't in great shape, but it was like that was in. I think it was two dollars. He was charging two bucks for it. He goes, yeah. He goes, it's not a perfect copy. It's two bucks. I'm like, fuck. So I mean, I was happy. I said I could have spent right. like ten thousand dollars in that shop, and I know I would have came away thinking I got a really great deals on on these right. books because he wasn't in into it for the speculation which is what was driving up comic books in the 90s right like, oh you know because x-men came out with a new book in the early 90s just called x-men i think um and they put out like six different covers you know that was when like right. the batman movie came out and everyone was buying joker shit you know like Joker's right. the hot thing so and i i got caught up into that you know it was like i got caught up in the hype for a while and right like, like oh marvel's excalibur that book my friend had like 25 of these fuckers and they were <laughs> they were going for like i don't know the, the they were like i don't know i forget what it was like 20 bucks or something you know they were like hot property anyway he like traded me I don't know. I I bought it. I don't forget how it was, but he's like, he had all these books, but he couldn't sell them because no one wanted to give him 20 bucks for this book. So I just traded him for some other comic books that he wanted of mine. Mm-hmm. And then, and I kind of used that, those books and kept one and traded four for a whole bunch of other stuff. You know? Right. And, and then, um, yeah, I love doing that. You know, I mean, I think, yeah. Anyway, we're really sidetracked. But uh, no, that's okay. This is the episode is about comics today. It is. <laughs> it's comics. <laughs> this shit you know? itself. Yeah. And I remember like when I was in grad school, one of my roommate's friends had a bunch of comic books he was selling because he was reading X-Men. This was the Chris, Chris Claremont run from like okay. Dark, the Dark Phoenix Saga, like issue 175 to like 225. He had like a 50 issue run. Yeah. And he just wanted to get rid of them because he needed money because he, you know, he just needed the money. Right. So I, I gave him like a, a buck a piece for the comic books, which was really quite underpriced because these were the hot shit at the time <laughs> but he was happy to take the 50 bucks because i think he wanted to right. go out and buy a bottle of booze or something <laughs> that's, that's what he wanted <laughs> so i got like this 50 issue run of, of x-men which i'm thinking i don't read x-men i know of the characters but i wasn't reading it i'm like and i'm not going to worry about trying to get the that's a good storyline too it is a good storyline but i took those 50 books and i that i paid 50 dollars for or whatever it was and i traded them in and i traded somebody else for like 400 comic books i'm nice. like well, i got a really fucking good deal because he was like yeah i want these books because he's thinking oh they're just going to go up in value and here right. i'll give you and they, they're all just like they weren't like great issues they're all like old stock which is what i wanted i mean i'm buying right i'm buying right. shit you know and they're like 50 cent books i'm like i'll take 550 cent books for this for 50 dollars. i'm cool paying right. a dime a piece for a yeah. fucking comic book right you know? right yeah i'm I'll do that all day, you know. So yeah, the bar, the bar. If you the the best thing is is if you know what you got, you know, people still make accidents at places like the exchange and such where they don't know what they have and they just throw it in the bargain bin. I bought a what a, a, a mortification album it was their first record. They were a Christian death metal band out of Australia. Oh yeah, I'm, I know. You the remember name. mortification? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well, they've changed. Like, they're like just a heavy metal band now, but early days they were a death metal band. And that first album, they changed the album art for some reason. I don't know. It was that cool, like 
like neon a baby green, getting ripped purple. open no 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 this was this was just, this, i don't i don't understand why the, I don't know, the jesus aborted from Larry. yeah i don't know like like i don't understand if it was like offensive to people in australia or something it was it's nothing it's it's on par with like uh the first morbid angel record what's that okay. called uh alters of madness i think is what it sure. is it's got the you, you got the cool bowl of soup looking just crazy death metal art you know it's cool yeah, it's yeah. cool looking sure. so the mortification one's like it's obviously you know uh heaven or something and it's spewing down like this just stream this orange stream of like stretchy faced demons and shit nice. it looks cool as fuck but for some reason it either got banned or they quit making that ver- that version I-, I paid a dollar for the cd it was in gray shape yeah and uh went and looked it up at on ebay and was like holy shit the cd's worth 25 dollars." but i'm keeping it because you know i so, like a year later i found it for 250 and i was like well i know what it's going for so i'm gonna grab it and right. reset i did i sold it for like 25 bucks there you go used to, i i I loved that that was a fun game for me to play too man hot topic yeah. used to do what they called half off half off day well I, I call it that sorry it was half off clearance they did it like once a month and you could go in and the shit was already marked down because it was on clearance and then they all would the take teenage half girl all the teenage kids would go and buy shirts of bands they pretended to know dude yeah so i i went in there one time dude mice they fits had, i like the mice fits they're a rock yeah. <laughs> i went in and i i they had i think four or five double picture discs nightmare before christmas soundtracks and they were like a dollar fifty a piece holy fuck i would have bought them just for the just for the artwork and i was like your discs man yeah i'm buying all of these and there was a social distortion one of the the popular social i I don't like the band or know them but the one Mm -hmm. with the skeleton guy and you know that one and uh there was something else too i bought every fucking one of them because they were all like a buck 50 i sold every fucking one of them for over 25 dollars nice and i mean like i made like 200 bucks off of that score i mean of course i kept one of the nightmare before christmas is because i love yeah. that soundtrack so yes it's beautiful i have it on cd and double disc double picture disc but uh <laughs> nice. danny elfman's fucking awesome what but, are the pictures uh, on the album it's it's they're actually kind of generic um oh, okay. one of them's like of zero <laughs> one of them's just jack walking like okay. it's not like real like you know like where's him on the the fucking curly hill and, right yeah exactly no it's that's, just that's random iconic. random stills from, <laughs> from okay. the movie uh but and the and the audio quality is a little questionable. Picture discs are oftentimes like that, but uh, it's but still cool buying, to have. You're, not, you you're not buying it for the audio quality. Yeah, I mean, I don't have them hanging up or anything, but you know, it's still sure. collector, you know, kind of thing. But sure. yeah, dude, I made a killing off of that. Nice, nice. I still have a uh, one of those Todd McFarlane the Troopers in its case. No, 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 it's not the Trooper, is it? It's a uh, Killers when Todd McFarlane did the trooper and killer album oh, covers i don't i don't and uh he made the toys he made the toys you know oh uh, oh the, yeah the yeah okay. toys yeah i still have a killers in it's like plastic the plastic's sure. like yellowed because it's been in there for so right. long that's, and that's 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 what you gotta see now you won't get full money for that because of the yellowing of the plastic the yellowing the, the plastic i know you should have had it in a place where some would get to it. Come on. I did. It, it, it wasn't you gotta seal I, it. it you got to seal the nitrogen like like the goddamn constitution uh, yeah, I have to you know? uh, fucking give it the old Han Solo carbonite treatment. Right, right. So fucking. you never, yeah, you can't. Oh, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch the plastic. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love that. Um, but yeah, that that was a cool thing. And they don't do it anymore. You know, they wanted it. You can only last so long. It was like you know, I bought a uh, 
this this out bands called more i might have talked about this on a show too once if some this kind of came up uh like m-o-o-r like the Moors? no just m-o-r-e oh <laughs> just like i want oh, like, more. like the word more okay yeah, like the word more and the it, and the logo was kind of cool and it was kind of like almost like a pentagram and and the album was called warhead and i'm like this is a dollar i'm thinking it might be kind of cool well it turns out it's new wave British heavy metal band and that fucking oh, nice. record's worth way fucking more than a dollar it's harder now though because like you know all those places are using discogs and ebay and amazon mm-hmm. to price their shit so it's, you can still find mistakes where people put like something i bought a shock paris uh like a single like a 12 inch single mm-hmm. I think it was like six bucks. I, I think it's worth way more than six bucks because it's nice. one of those IRS. I think it's an IRS pressing. Mm-hmm. And you know, that IRS shit's worth a bunch of money. That's why like, you know, copies of tear and, and fucking headless cross were real expensive for a long time. Uh, cross purposes, I think was also on IRS. So when shock Paris got signed, I think they were on IRS metal. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And so IRS, stuff, I don't know. That's one of the, I think IRS was, it was a subsidiary of some bigger label. Fuck. I don't remember what, if it was like chrysalis or something, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, that IRS stuff's still worth money because it's one of those labels that the shit got all tied up somewhere and it's just, you can't find it anywhere now, you know? Hmm. So interesting. You can, yeah, I bought that single for like six bucks, I think. And I was like, man, this is really cheap for something like this. Like, I feel like it's worth more money. Silly stuff, though, man. If you yeah. can find those mistakes, you're you're. Oh, you mispriced well, this. I picked up some my some of my uh, lovely vinyl finds. Uh, I got a I got the um, Rick and Mortis first album, which we talked about. You you showed yours. I actually won mine in a contest. Yeah. But I also uh, got on vinyl uh, Valhalla, uh, Billy Joel's first band, way back. Oh, in nice. The day. Just him and the other guy, you know, and uh, came out late sixties, like. Like yeah. William, Mr. William Joel is a Capricorn and sweats only two things, Southeast Asia or perfecting his music in Southeast Asia or something like that. I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> I am. I, I just wanted it for the cover. I'm like, if I ever meet Billy Joel, I'm going to, I want this signed, you know? Right. And I got Donny, I, I got Donny Osmond disco train for a dollar. Yeah. I mean, gotta have Donny Osmond disco train. Um, no, you gotta have the Osmonds wild horses. Uh, uh, you had, you had mentioned that as a good album. And that right? record is fantastic. I'll I'll check it out. I got I got to, but I got a uh, I got Carcass Symphonies of Sickness on cassette for a dollar. Nice. Uh, and I it might have been you know used. Uh, you know I don't care. This was at Mad Hatter Records in Bowling Green. It was the cool. There were two record stores. There was um I forget the mainstream one. Mad Hatter had all like the cool shit. You know, made, yeah. the other one across the street from Mad Hatter um, it was like more of a you know more traditional big you know big uh label kind of stuff and you know you walk in and elvis costello is playing like oh jesus christ you know right. um you know they have albums in a, in a record it was just really overpriced mad hatter had like right. the coolest fucking shit and that's where you could buy like the bongs and things you know right right um, right but that's where i had i, I saw i got rigor mortis you know that or well no that's where i won rigor mortis from but I got the carcass symphonies of sickness, um, which I'd never heard of. I just, I looked at the, t- at the song titles. I'm like, that's a good one. Inscalating or the insalubrious. I'm like, what the fuck is all this? This has got to be great. <laughs> you know? It is good, man. Yeah, it's, it's a great album. Great. Uh, and I also got, um, well, that's where I, I got the uh, album um, exorcist nightmare theater. Okay. For a for dollar on vinyl. 
you know, yep. uh, and like, wow, this is fantastic. I love this. That man. fucking record is <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. Man. I don't know if I ever showed you. I don't know if you were there. Maybe not. I don't think you might have been gone that episode after we. Yeah, talked. I wasn't able. Yeah, I wasn't able to come well, we, on to that show. Yeah, well, we did. They we talked with David DeFay, and I actually ended up buying the the double disc set or three. Oh, discs. there's a double disc. It's Wait, where did you get that? Uh, I had to go online and look for it, but it's actually got three discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was supposed to be. A, is what's yeah. all what's all on there? Well, you got three versions of this album. So you got the regular album, the the father, and then there's version two, the son, and then there's version three, the holy unholy spirit. Um, basically, it's they um, they have bonus tracks. Each of them have, have bonus tracks. Um, like the second version, the son has. Let's see, the first album version has uh, sixteen tracks. The second one has thirty two tracks, and the third one has um, twenty five tracks so they have a lot of bonus tracks alternative uh, versions alternative vocal versions uh different takes remixes things like that but yeah yeah no it, i i need to i need to cost, snag that it was like about 18 bucks it was it was more than right. I, you know I, I haven't bought it this was the first cd i'd bought since um the puppet master in 2005 <laughs> um because you know i just don't need to buy it but i couldn't find Goodbye. it anywhere else so after we did our show with Dave DeFay, I'm like, I got to fucking get this because I love this record. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was awesome. No, that's cool. I, I would love it. There's the one thing that I think kind of plights that record is the production. Like, I, I want a little more clarity in the production. Yeah. And not because I'm like a purist, but like I want to hear those riffs. And those riffs, yeah. it sounds like they might get a little a little on the muddy side. Yeah. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. So I have not actually taking the time even to put it in my computer to listen to it so i have no idea what the, the sound quality is but right um i still listen to the album it's a great album but that that was like some of my my music deals like oh yeah the rigor mortis uh, also omen um i got i think omen self-titled track uh self-titled album with um kill on sight and uh the first songs about being a werewolf i think i forget like yeah omen like oh this is a good band i like these yeah. guys um yeah, but Mad Hatter was, that was the place to get all the cool records. You know, that's where we ended up selling when the pigs did our stuff in Charlotte's yeah. Web. That's where we would sell our cassettes because they would they would just let you sell them. You know, they would like take like 10% or something. They weren't going to rip right. it off. They were just happy right. to have your stuff. So, you know, you could just leave a stack of 10 tapes like, okay, we want five bucks a piece from America. Okay. And they would tell you when they would sell, you know? So, right, right, right. I mean, the guy was really cool. Um he owned the place. I think he was, you know, thrown half the time. And like he lived in a college town, so he got to bang a lot of college chicks. And he was like in his forties, you know. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I, that's the life. He owns a college, you know, he, you know, he wants to bang chicks half his age and he has cool music and pot. Like right. <laughs> it's not a bad life for him, I guess, you know. No, not at all. So, you know, yeah, he actually and a friend of a friend of mine, they were actually started dating for a while. I'm like, I'm thinking because we were in college and he was definitely twice our age. I'm like, all right, good, good for both of you, you know? Right. <laughs> I'm like, good, 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 man. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's, that's good. Well, hey, man, uh, it's 2.20. Um, we should probably get out of here and let you get on with your day. I, I feel bad we didn't get to do an interview, but I uh, really just had a good time always, as always, yeah. talking with you, you know? Um, Going to miss the fuck out of you, man, really. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. man. 
but we we could still get together i mean we're trying to get together over we're gonna in november when nikki law she's our last guest uh yeah for the, for, the, for our, the season um we're gonna try and get together over christmas so we'd love to if you are gonna be around at all we'd love to get together with you and yeah, hang should out be around and, christmas around you know, that time. sometime because we all have time off and, right right uh, right just to get together in person and just hang out you right know, would be great so yeah no doubt but anytime i mean you, you you know you know how to get a hold of me if any of those books you want just to have as a placekeeper until you buy the books right yeah um because those omnibuses that you're talking about are you talking about the black and white collections are they black and white no or they full like, color? they're full color they're fucking oh, okay. huge tomes uh, okay and, and they're co- they're complete storylines i had okay. to try to figure it out i guess the epics that marvel does like four epics essentially is an omni so epics and omnis uh, hold the same co- co- uh, complete they're complete okay. the storylines are complete but epics you got to buy several of them omnis okay so are you're buying one. the chapters if you can't buy it all at once essentially you can buy it yeah so like okay. epics are like uh you know they'll do like a run it's like usually years like 1972 to 1973 so everything pertaining to that in that time frame that makes that um, makes sense yeah, yeah so it. you end up having to buy like several volumes to get what's in an omnibus that's that's how our, okay our, well how they our, also do these runs like if you're ever interested in reading like they they do big runs um they have two different versions they've got an upscale uh marvel masterworks collection where they're reprinting a lot of stuff like uh, yeah gold, golden and silver age stuff yeah i have uh he, he bought me oh shit my buddy bought me this and it's like the new masterworks the way they do it now they're like slightly smaller than an epic okay they're not quite the same size um but i, I think he snagged me like the it was the avengers and it might have been like the first six avengers oh, okay yeah, so it's like okay. smaller runs, right? And it was neat to look back on that stuff. But oh it's yeah, like, no, again, I like I, I was like, man, this is kind of painful to read because there's like no, I like in depth story arc and, and storytelling, and the and, artwork's very simple. Yeah, and it's just, very just simple, and they're, and they're just wham and pow and silly, sure. and it's just, uh, this is yeah. I I I appreciate what it did, and I'm happy that it started because we wouldn't be where we are in exactly. comics today if it weren't for that. So. My very first comic book I remember having as a kid. I mean, I had some when I was born. My dad bought me a three-pack of comics, Phantom, Mandrake, The Magician, and Flash Gordon, which nice. I still I still have. Yeah, I love that cover, The Phantom. Um, but uh, I remember as a kid getting a copy. They, Marvel used to take some of their more popular characters and put them in a, like a little novel form, like a paperback. Yeah. And they had a Spider-Man they had two versions of two volumes of Spider-Man, the first six issues. Um, and then the, the, the issue seven to 12. And I loved that. I mean, I would just carry that and I would read that all the time. It was just the first six issues of amazing Spider-Man. Right. And and then like the, the special pages at the end, like here's um, Peter Parker's utility belt and here's where he puts right, his web right. fluid. And, yeah. You know, and, you know, as like an eight year old kid, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, right. um, cause that was, you know, it, so cheap and i had these and i'm never going to pay the money to get the real issues but no i i totally get it but um marvel also has these collections that are black and white that yeah will do like an entire run of a comic book like they can get werewolf by so night they man thing to, those things yeah like that. they they what were they called essentials i think yeah they don't make them anymore oh no okay but i've you seen them but they were you great can, deals i mean yeah. you get the whole fucking werewolf by night yes. for like 20 bucks i'm like oh yeah it's God. way more money now some of those some of the some, they lost 
rights to certain things too in that time frame. So some of those essentials are worth a boatload of cash. Huh. Um, some of them you can get dirt cheap. If you go to like uh, comics or go up there in Sheffield, yeah, he, he's got a few essentials that are in there still like uh, the thing and uh, you know, maybe like a, a fantastic four separate one, you know, like he's mm-hmm. got two or three of them. They're like, they're like 10 bucks, you know, that's not bad. They're Cause you're getting cheap. like 400 or, or right. 500 pages. It's like a phone book. And, yeah, so and, the, it sucks yeah. though how they cut it off for collectors like like my friend, you know, who's who's helped me with a lot of the, my collecting. You know, he's like, dude, I was so far into those essentials, and then they switched it up to the epics. That's what they do now. Like the epics are the thing. Okay. So they cut it off at a certain point, and you know, he's got every. I man, he's got so many epics. His walls look like this, but with epics. Good for him. You know, he's he's got complete runs. Plus, though, he's got like 30 long boxes and, you know, he's yep. he's got like the entire Conan run before yeah. it was like the uh, I don't know what the Barry Windsor called, Smith but, of the 70s. Yeah. But yeah, he's got like, the you know, the big mags like he's. Got oh, yeah. The yeah. Full Savage sword. He, yep. he finally completed the entire story. It's like 200 and some odd, you know, yeah. uh, comics or books or whatever. And excellent. It's like he's a very thorough collector, man. Like he, you know, I get it. He goes through, and it's like you know, with completing discographies for him. You know, he used mm-hmm. to collect though too. He used to collect CDs and shit. He just he's gravitated yep. towards the comics, and that's where he's kind of. That was me. Gay. That was the kind of collector I was at the time. Like I wanted to collect it all. Like I wanted right. to literally have everything. And before the days of having like a digital kind of book that you keep track of things right um i had an old three-wing binder that i bought and and i had printed out a page that had like comic like a space to write the comic book title like one to like 996 that's how many numbers i could fit on a single page and then my dad just like made copies for me and i just took i just had this binder and i would take it to flea markets with me and i would like whatever issue say it was amazing spider-man yeah right I would highlight all the issues that I already had in it. So when I see a run of Amazing Spider-Man at a flea market, I'd open my book, find Amazing Spider-Man, and if I didn't have it, oh shit, I got this is great. Then I'll just right. add it to the collection, and then you know, and that's how I would used to go to the flea markets, carry this giant, ba- you know, <laughs> giant ass binder, trick magnet for sure. Oh yeah, well, you, only, you can't do both. You can collect comic books or you know go out with chick magnet, be a chick magnet. And comic <laughs> books were way better for me. <laughs> way safer you know <laughs> um no no that's awesome though i i still love reading comic books it still makes me feel like Man. a kid you know and it's just it's just a, it's such pure escapism which is what i love about it um and that's one thing i when i read when i read the ultimates series back when you know 20 years ago when it first came out i i liked them i thought well this is really good but there was something missing and like after a while I'm like i felt like uh, unsatisfied in a way i'm like what what's wrong and i realized oh because these are not stories of they're not like fantasy escapist fantasies these are too grounded in reality right they're just they're much like the marvel cinematic universe you know very very which is a nice job of blending classic traditional marvel and marvel ultimates right they really do a nice job of that but um you know so ultimates is cool it just it's not the same if i'm going to read the avengers it's going to be like the original avengers you know where right still like kooky kooky villains and you know watch wanda <laughs> wanda and vision fall in love you know which right. i really loved i mean I, that whole story i had both versions there are many series together four issue mini series then yeah. the 12 issue series which culminates like in their marriage you know um you know i was just like enamored with uh with the, the avengers when i was about 12 that was my favorite marvel title you know yeah. 
like team title. Right, right, um, right. So, okay, last last recommendation for you. Uh, it's a superhero with another DC book. I know you're not as much in this DC, but um, in the late 1980s, early 90s, mostly late 80s, there was a Justice League title just called Justice League or Justice League International. Okay. And, and they still had Justice League America, and it was a different, a separate Justice League title. And it has Guy Gardner, who was a Green Lantern. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that character's name. He's no, like an, just, he's like an asshole. Guy Gardner is this kind of redhead character who's got a mo haircut, and um, he's just <laughs> he's just like an asshat. And he's like, I'm the fucking Green Lantern. I must be good for something. So fuck you, you know. And then uh, Blue Beetle, which is a character that they DC in, uh, acquired from a, a defunct comic book company, a Golden Age comic book company. They brought in Blue Beetle, who'd been around since like the 30s, um, who's a, really kind of funny. The same thing with a character named Booster Gold. So they have. It's it's a very character driven comic book. It's not a lot of action, but it's funny. Um, Blue okay. Beetle, Blue Beetle, and Guy Gardner, um, you know, and and Booster Gold. Booster Gold is like likes being famous, and he wants to kind of like I want to make money from from myself. Like look at me, you know. Uh, but it's a really great comic book in that regard, where it's just yeah. kind of character driven, and 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 they use humor quite a lot. Um, right. So it's a nice change of pace from just the whole like let's go beat up the you know the, speak, right. the talking rock, and uh, <laughs> so there's my recommendation. But I know you got a lot on your plate already. But no, uh, I can definitely like it's it's things I can keep my eyes peeled for because you know like when I I, I glaze over with DC stuff and it's got to, it has to grab me or I have to know it. Right. It's like how it was with the Creature Commandos. I saw that sure. and I was like, this sounds zany as fuck. Yes. It sounds like a fun time. And it turns out it was actually really fucking good too, because sure. not not everything I've grabbed, even with Marvel, has been has paid off, you know. Like oh yeah, there's a uh, lot I of bad a, stuff out there. I grabbed a title, you know, I grabbed a, I wanted everything weird weird world. So I have the original series, which is I fucking loved, and they never actually finished it. It sort of just fell off. I, I guess it wasn't popular enough. And then, like I told you, they did a battle world, weird world, and the first one's fucking great. And the second one's like, oh man, there's too much, there's too much modernism in it. The first, the first one's like a bloodbath. It's, it's just crazy, funny and gory. And I'm like, this is great. The second one was nothing like that. And I was like, eh, it's still weird world. There's still some fun shit in it. And then there was a, oh shit, uh, Captain America. And there's some Hulk now that has Wolverine claws. <laughs> I don't know what he's called. Okay. He's like uh the he's like got a different Hulk name, but he's also Hulk. And uh hmm. they go to Weird World. And I'm like, this is gonna be killer. And no, of course not. There was barely any Weird World in a title that used Weird World in the title. I was like, where's Weird World? There's nothing going on here from any aspect of the previous books. It just they just threw it on there as an alternate realm they could go to and it was like where's all the cool shit that's in weird world not nothing i was pretty bummed out by that one because i paid like i don't know i paid more than cover price for it because it was out of print but yeah that hulk's kind of cool you know that's cool you gave him wolverine claws and adamantium that's neat uh captain Hmm. america's just captain america you know yeah throwing a shield and being a cap but i was bummed out because like i said there was it was missing weird world in a title that included weird world but yeah the weird world series was super fun if you've not read that that's like a uh it's a it's a fantasy standalone series 
uh, you know, so typical stand, you know, typical fantasy seventies, sure. I think, you know, you're talking dark crystal esque type okay. land and the, you know, uh, uh, storyscapes and shit like that, you know, so, and it's super fun. The characters are real fun. It had that, like, if you watched the Lord of the Rings, uh, cartoon vibe. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of got that feel to it. So it's cool storyline, you know, fun fantasy, and like I said, they never completed it. They just stopped writing it. Mm. And I guess they didn't that, get any, gain any traction. So unfortunately, that happens quite a lot. You know, a, a title doesn't do well, or it just it just stops. And, and right, uh, that's what happened really with um, like when the first time X Men were around, it just right. didn't do well, and they just couldn't. That's what Captain Marvel like three. It took it took Captain Marvel like three or four trying. It took Jim yeah. Starlin to get Captain Marvel to where they wanted him. Yeah, I'm. I I've been reading. In my since I'm reading 1973, I've been reading the original run of Captain Marvel, and it, and some of it was kind of cool. Some of it was really spacey and like fucked up, um, but but it just kind of stopped. And then they had to bring him back, like by popular demand. I, I think with the reinvigorated, you know, the new storyline right. and stuff. But that, that's it. Just happens, you know. Titles come up and they go away, and and you know you can't keep a good title down forever, you know. Just like right. a, a character's death is is never the end. You know, right. in a comic book because eventually they're going to have to bring them back in some way shape or form because they can't they don't want to lose the character you know yeah right so yeah well listen anytime that you want some comics to read man don't don't hesitate let reach out to me i'll i'll put a bunch on a drive for you and that way yeah that's cool you can just even just a sampler like you know here here's a thousand comic books of different types you know maybe you right. find something you like and if you do if something flips your lid then let me know, let me, you know right right that's cool yeah thank you yeah so all right man so this is the end of the road um i, I guess we should do a final sign off you know with you um you know since uh that's okay let's just irish goodbye all right whatever that is the oh that's where you you know like where you just you don't tell people goodbye you just leave oh okay you're all at right, a party cool. and you just you just leave. You don't t- you don't say goodbye. Where's so and so at? No, the Irish goodbye to us. I don't know if Irish people really do that, but I don't know. I also guess... also known as ghosting. That's I don't right. like that term as much. Irish no, goodbye. No, no, ghosting. Sounds... They don't they don't come back with it. Yeah, that's funny. I th- I think someone is ghosting me, but that's okay. I don't care. You know, like <laughs> if I did something, I, if if someone's mad at me, I'd rather have them like just tell me like I'm mad at you because you did X, <laughs> Y, or Z. I'm like, oh, then I can apologize. Well, I didn't know I was doing that. I'm sorry. But um, if that's how they want to deal with it, I don't you know. I'm yeah. not going to lose sleep. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> it's just one fewer people, you know, to worry about in my right. life. Like, eh, <laughs> right, right, right. I got enough shit on my plate, man. I, you know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Right. So, all right. Well, um, hey, man, you know, you're always welcome back anytime. Uh, if you just want to swing by, maybe, uh, you know, still King Diamond's still coming supposedly that's what nikki says whenever he's done with his merciful fate tour um but next year whenever the album comes out we're still on the yeah. docket so if that's uh you know yeah that would be cool i, I definitely would like to do that um or yeah. if you ever ever actually rope in jamie i, I would do that one too just because i know him sure you know? well i mean they're they're bu- they're gonna be busy because you know they're yeah. playing they're <laughs> i don't know how the fuck how the fuck did they get opening for merciful fate well know? they're a huge band you know uh that's that's how well, they i know got they're that. hot they're they're, they're uh, really hot yeah and i know they played they they've shared uh, well i don't know if it's got anything i think they've played shows with fate or king diamond or both 
at um, the same festivals they, i think because they, they were hitting they, Europe. yeah they they do a lot of the same festivals and, and they're you know they're a big name yeah. so they're they're booking agency got them that gig that's i mean good. I'm, I'm happy for them you know i really am happy yeah for that's them. a huge like, that's a huge deal yeah and i and i saw what daniel decay was interviewing uh um interviewing king uh, yeah you know, for fate i'm like god damn it <laughs> like that's just so cool you know I, i'm just uh i'm happy for him you know yeah. these guys so yeah hopefully hopefully they'll come back when things maybe after this tour um i'll reach out to them you know funny thing is i have sent out um i've sent out uh like stickers to a bunch of people i've never heard once like thank you for the stickers <laughs> you know i'm like all right um but uh yeah and and so we we have other guests who are coming back i know mark bridey wants to come back on when the new jag panzer album is ready um yeah so I'm, I'm excited about that and there's some other stuff going on with that which is pretty cool i don't know if you how much have you been hearing at all about that i think all? that I, I i think that it was some of it was discussed I, or you told me a little bit about it yeah uh, yeah well they got a comic book that's coming out yeah which is pretty cool um he's been sharing a little bit of that on uh you know on his on his facebook feeds and stuff social media so yeah which is pretty cool um but yeah so but thank you you brought so many great guests to us uh you know in this past year it just like an abundance of guests and uh so i just your contribution cannot be uh overstated so i just want to thank you for that yeah not uh, a problem at all it it was fun you know like it's just like i said like man when you get a free moment when you've got so much on your plate it's just like man i I just want to sit you know Mm -hmm. and i feel guilty i'm one of those people that that do that i'm sure there's a, a title or a name for this but you know like when i sit and do nothing i'm like man i really should be doing something right now like i feel guilty you know just because of how much shit's going on it's like there's that stack of cds back there those are CDs that I'm trying to sell. So I have to like go through them. I have to condition, you know, check the condition, clean them up. If it can be report to all these people like, Hey, the CD's in this shape. This is how much I want for it. And it's like, I just tell those folks and Joe's one of them. Joe's interested in some of the Nile I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, it's going to be a few days before I can get to this yeah. because I keep putting stuff off and then I've got to go back and do that. And you know, like I said, like the debacle where I was trying to upload that song for like an hour, you know, it's like, son of a bitch, maybe I could have multitasked and done something else, but I wanted to be present, you know, just in case it's, it's, you can do either or, but I chose to sit there and and watch it and keep an eye on it. You have to prioritize things that are important. Um, and a lot of things that can wait, you know, your, your health and mental health, those are all, those are all more important. Right. You you need time just to, just to kind of defrag every day, you know, decompress and get rid of stuff. So, so, yeah. So we've, we've become accustomed to being on the go all the time and then feeling, being made to feel guilty. Like if we don't have our phones with us, like, Oh God, I should be checking into work. Right. Right. Taking time off. It's like, you know, you know, Europe, you know, has it right. Look, look, August, it's hot. We're just going to take the month off. Everyone goes on fucking vacation. Right, right, right. But yeah. Yeah. So don't, you know, you just take care of yourself and, and before before Joe buys your CDs, tell him, remind him he, he, he owes me (laughs) because you know, he, he and Mark both Mark, listen, listen, motherfuckers. We haven't pitched in for last year's heavy metal horror (laughs) dues. You got to start pitching in bitches. So that'll be fun if they get to watch this episode. (laughs) If they get to watch it. 
they're, they're not allowed to. They're not if they, allowed yeah, to they're watching. I don't, I don't know if they're going to sit through an hour and a half of comic book talk. We'll see. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, you got my number. We'll be in touch. Yep. And I like, yeah, I like knowing what's going on. And if you guys ever start playing out again, you know, of course, let us know. And yeah, and if there's any way that we can support you, uh, you know, in any way, shape or form, you know, mentioning stuff that goes out or if you want to, you know, whatever you got, we'll certainly do that. So, yeah. Thank you. you know, yeah. Our pleasure. I mean, I like your music and um, I'm really excited about the new Volcana. So, any news on that? When's Nothing that actually- yet. Just okay. because it's, I mean, I haven't even, there's again with me, I mean, you got a new I, Vindicator album coming out, so for crying out loud. Yeah, we, we've got we've got a lot of. Yeah. Right now, you know, Jeff's doing his thing with the Fay. Uh, he's been focusing a lot yeah. on that, and I mean, Glenn's pretty readily available. He he does some other stuff, but he's he's really chomping at the bit for it. And I just I have riffs. I have so many riffs. Well, Jeff's in like what five bands or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's well, yeah, he's, he's busy. He's in. What is he doing right now? I think Vindicator Fay. Uh, is he doing Volcano with you too? No, he's not no. in Vindicator. Uh, he does Volcano with me, but I no. Think oh, I was thinking of the Vindicator or other guitarist. Uh, I was going Billy. Yeah, Billy, Billy's yeah, in Billy. a lot of bands. I yeah. think I think Jeff though. Jeff has been in several bands and does several things, but uh, I think he's uh just focusing on the Fay right now, and he's really focusing on it. So okay. Uh, but I mean, that's not the, that's not why we haven't done anything. I just haven't sat down and, and written anything yet, like mm-hmm. or taken riffs and, you know, worked on stuff. So it's it's on the docket. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen because, you know, next year's a pretty big vindicator year. So all right. Um, what with some of the stuff we're doing. So well, maybe just, we'll have you back on for another interview. So, yeah, let me know. We'll see if your schedule allows it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, hey, good luck on writing the new music and, you know. Like that guy you've been watching, you know, his videos on YouTube, the, the, the shredder. Yeah. You, you know, take that to heart. He's really fast. Yeah, he's so fast. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm going to take off and get some lunch. And, All right, man. And uh, I'll see you around. All right. Take care. All right, man. Bye. Later. Oh, yeah. We can't say bye.